Welcome to Ridgewood Talks. Through this podcast, we'll be introducing you to some of the leaders and legends in our village. We'll keep you updated about fascinating local events, and we'll dig into the town's hot topics and so much more. But first, let me introduce myself. I'm Jeannie Johnson, the founder of Ridgewood Talks and Ridgewood Walks. The goal of these initiatives is to create a kinder, more connected, and a more vibrant community. I'm thrilled to be co-hosting this podcast with my good friend and all-around wonderful guy, Jordan Kaufman. We look forward to meeting with you weekly, and we look forward to hearing your thoughts on who and what you'd like to learn about in our beautiful hometown. Enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ridgewood Talks. We're very excited to have a long-term Ridgewood resident and active community member on the show today. Jordan, why don't you take it from here? Yeah, thanks, Jeannie. Uh, we're super thrilled to have Catherine Schmidt on our uh, podcast today. Catherine is currently the content editor of Ridgewood Living Magazine. So if you've gotten a, a Ridgewood Living Magazine in your mailbox and you've been flipping through that and you're wondering who on earth has put together such a fantastic magazine, we have her with us today right here. She's also the owners of Parties Unplugged. So if you're planning an event, Catherine's a great person to talk to about where the best place to host it is, what venues are available, what's the best fit. Uh, Catherine's also a very active member in the philanthropic world, uh, especially with respect to Patterson Habitat for Humanity, where she's the past president of the board of directors, was on the board of directors for eight years, and she's been involved in multiple other organizations like the Ridgewood YMCA and, and some other right here at home. And back when she was in the corporate world, uh, she had a lot of very prominent HR positions within Fortune 250 companies, not 500, 250 including J.P. Morgan, and she was also, um, towards the end of her career, the Chief Diversity Officer at Marsh McLennan. Uh, Catherine, what did I leave out? Because I know you've done a million other things, but um, you know, I, I was hoping to touch on some of the main highlights, but, but what else should we, should we tack on that, uh, that list of achievements? What other stars and stripes are on that, uh, that uniform? Well, I guess the only other one is one of my current roles, which is being grandma to three rambunctious children. Um, that's that's the biggest one. <laughs> uh, having also then been mother to two wonderful rambunctious children and raising them here in Ridgewood. But I think you got you got the high points, Jordan. Thank you for that. Don't forget about supportive spouse. I was just uh, going to yes. say that. <laughs> yes, I was just going to say that. You are also the wife to quite a remarkable man. He is a published author. His name is Joseph Schmidt. And the two of you have done some really unique things. You have some uni unique hobbies that I think some people in Ridgewood would like to, to know about. I know for one, myself, I, I really love knowing that you and, and Joseph walk a lot. So why don't you tell us the story about that? Well, you know, we often try to find things that we like to do together. We're very independent people. We actually have a lot of interests that diverge. So it's important to find something that you really enjoy doing as a couple. And um, this actually uh, came about during COVID when there was very little else to do. And so we decided to begin walking, but begin walking in a bit of a concerted way. And I have to admit that Joseph is the mastermind behind all these projects. I kind of go along for the ride, or in this case, for the walk. Um, but he said, let's walk every single street in Ridgewood. And so we got a map and we started mapping our course. 
And uh, it was a unique experience. Um, you wouldn't realize how many cul-de-sacs and dead ends there are in town. And it made me incredibly much more understanding of some of the issues that our municipality runs into when they have to pick up leaves or plow streets because you are going up hills and turning around three-point turns in lots of places. I but agree. I, I, I too walked every street in Ridgewood and it was an eye-opening experience. It it made me fall in love more with our community. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is that you and Joseph have been um, a guest on Ridgewood Talks in the past. And I really love that episode because we recorded it at the Daily Treat. And that was a lot of fun. And I'm going to let you tell our listeners why you were on our show that time. Well, another thing that Joseph and I love to do is eat. And uh, he came up with the idea of, since Ridgewood is such a hub for restaurants in Bergen County and northern New Jersey, why don't we eat at every restaurant in town? And so we did. We started at Starbucks, and it took us a long time, I have to admit. About two years later, we ended up with a wonderful reception at Roots. And so we ate at every restaurant and um, had a wonderful time just sampling the, the, the cornucopia, the plethora, the wonderful bounty of wares that the village has. Uh, we have been filling in. We have not quite caught up with all of our filling in, but we have been filling in along the way. I feel that's like great. that's great. So how, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joy. I just want to say, I feel like that's a podcast in itself. I know, right? Yeah. So that's why we actually did do that. So if you want to look in the archives, you can listen to that, folks. Um, I can't remember what year that was. And at that time, mm. I believe uh, there were 186 eateries in Ridgewood. I don't remember the number, but I, I will tell you for sure. Over that period of time, we actually had to walk into the same space twice in a couple of instances because a restaurant sort of went out of business and, or, and a new one came in. So uh Multiple locations, multiple times, but all wonderful experiences. And and just to, to head it off at the past, everybody always says, what was your favorite restaurant? Well, we generally don't tell what our favorite restaurants are because that was not the point. It wasn't a point to be a critic. It really was a point to, to see what the, uh, I'll just use the word again, what the bounty was. And there's such a bounty of different styles, different tastes, different venues, different, different ways of, of having food. So it was just wonderful. I love that you also visited all of the ice cream parlors, all of the coffee shops and so on. And, and you pointed out to me, and this is a big shout out to Supercellers because they have, I think, probably one of the best sandwiches in town. A lot of mm -hmm. people know that, but I'm going to tell you something. If you want a delicious, oh my gosh, crunchy bread, fresh cheese, meat, fruit sandwich, go to Supercellers on Broad Street. Thank you for that recommendation, by the way. <laughs> so now let's segue into talking about your newest project. Um, I, you are the content creator for Ridgewood Living Magazine. And I want to point out that three of my favorite people in the world have been on that magazine. Number one, my husband. And of course, I was with him. And then number two, Jordan and his wife, Justine and Hazel and Colette. And then my very good friend and partner with Ridgewood Box, Gail Gezi, and her family. So I want you to just take us through the inception of that magazine and tell us what your goals are for the magazine. And I also really want you to touch in on the events section, because I think that's really helpful for people like 
we, Jordan and I have decided that we wanted to do this podcast because we wanted to bring information to our community. And you too are bringing beautiful information to our community, but most importantly, you have that event section. So walk us through that whole process. So I guess about 18 months ago or so, I got a call from a woman named Nella Veldran, who said that she was the publisher of a magazine called Franklin Lakes Living, and she wanted to start a Ridgewood Living magazine. Um, Ironically, coincidentally, serendipitously, my name had been given to her by, of all people, Jeannie Johnson. So Jeannie, I want to thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. My name had been given to her as somebody who could potentially write. I have to admit, I am a a many times over English major. Um, My undergraduate degree is in English. I have one graduate degree in English, although I do have my MBA as well. And uh, I said, sure, let's take a chance at it. I said yes for a couple of reasons. Number one, I I knew I could write, um, but it also allowed me to find a venue to get closer to the village, closer to what's going on in the village, closer to the stuff in the village, and closer to the people in the village which to me is really important. You know, Ridgewood is a kind of town that if you're going to be here, you got to be here. Uh, or at least if I'm going to be here, I'm going to be embedded. I could move to some other town and, and be a hermit or be a, a, a nomad. But if I'm going to be in Ridgewood, to me, it's all about belonging. And so I thought this was a great way to say nothing of the fact that I could now channel all my Brenda Star reporter and I could channel my Lois Laneness and maybe even my Barbara Waltersness and make something of it. Um, And so I said, yes, it's been a wonderful one year. And um, our December issue will have, um, I usually don't reveal what our stories are about, but I will say that our December issue um, will have a centerfold showing all the covers of our first year. And I'm so grateful for all the families who volunteered and took a chance on this. So a couple of things about the goals. Well, first of all, we are published by a large privately held publishing company called Best Version Media, which publishes across the United States and Canada. I'm lucky enough, therefore, to have support behind me. We have a team that works together. I have Nella, who is the publisher, and wonderfully for me, takes care of all the business side of the magazine. She's involved in the advertising. She's involved in the sponsorships. She's involved in making it all happen. I am literally just the content coordinator slash editor, which is wonderful. We also have a designer who figures out the layout, which is really putting together a jigsaw puzzle of words and pictures and ads every month. And then we also have a wonderful photographer who's our local photographer, Taryn Carroll, right here in Ridgewood. So the four of us work every month to put this together. The goal of the magazine is pretty obvious, which is to bring together people, organizations, businesses who have a like-minded interest. And I think if you're just in Ridgewood as a business owner, as a organization or as a resident, you do have a common interest about lifestyle, about things you do, about ways to get things done, et cetera. So that's what we're all about. A couple of things that are really important about our magazine. Um, our business model is that every month there is a feature family, what we call a feature family on the cover. So we don't cover we don't cover businesses on the cover. We don't cover organizations, it's families. And it really is a a way to say, get to know this person a little bit more. I have basically put a standard in for myself, which is that our articles need to be about Ridgewood or by Ridgewood people in some way, shape or form. And I know that this magazine can go on for the next hundred years because there's always wonderful stuff going on in Ridgewood about Ridgewood because of Ridgewood. You asked about our 
calendar. And uh, this was a real challenge at first. Like, how do I even start? Well, I am thrilled to say uh, at this point, I have a laundry list of contacts throughout the village. And every month I send them a reminder saying, I'm looking for your events for the upcoming month. Um, and, and this is a shout out. If you are an organization or you are a business or you are somebody that I you think I should have you on that calendar to say, hey, what do you have going on this month? Let me know and uh, just email me and I will put you on that list. Now, I have to say that we could probably fill up the calendar with events going on in Ridgewood, but we don't. We limit that to one page and therefore it is a highly curated calendar. And I have to make some tough decisions sometimes about who can be in the calendar this month, who can't be in the calendar this month. Always looking for unique and different things, looking for things that are family friendly, although not everything is focused on um, children by any means, and looking for variety and unique things coming up. So that's what our calendar is all about. That's awesome. And it's great that, that we have a hyper local magazine like this that's kind of stepping in where a lot of other local mag newspapers and magazines have kind of trickled off over the years. We now have a, a resource that's really just focused on things Ridgewood. And I think that's what you were getting at, mm -hmm. Catherine, with what makes us unique and the fact that we can fill up all these pages with, uh, with all the things that are going on in Ridgewood. And the thing that I like the most about it is that it really shows how diverse our community is. Um, I love the covers that you have selected. I appreciate, uh, again, all the work that you do for the magazine, but I especially appreciate all the work that you do for our community. I want to know from you, what are the things that you're looking forward to the most uh, in the future here in Ridgewood? I think it's a combination of what am I looking forward to and what I'm, am I concerned about? So I think a lot of my looking forward to and concerns kind of fall under, no pun intended, the canopy of bigger issues. So I think I'm excited about the fact that Ridgewood seems to be focused on recycling, on greenness, on tree canopies, and things that can keep us looking not terrifically as urban as New York City. In fact, I, I will say one of my favorite articles that we did was with Sean Hamlin in the Recycling Center. Going to the Recycling Center is just a treat in itself to see all the wonderful things that we do there. I look forward to doing an article on the Shade Tree Commission as well. You'll see a lot of articles in the magazine about places to walk uh, and some of our um, wild spaces. So that really interests me. And as we look at some other areas that are in need of development and redevelopment, I am interested and excited about bringing things in that can green us a little bit more rather than gray us a little bit more. You know, I, I love... I would love more people to know about Ridgewood in a in a visiting way. And I would look forward to additional ways to publicize who we are, to bring people in for events. You know, the magazine is not a, it's a good time magazine. We don't debate issues. But I know that Ridgewood Walks, Ridgewood Talks is a little bit more of a platform for talking about, so what do you really think about this? And I, I'm going to tell you, I, I put it out here. I am a fan of an idea that has been uh, presented by somebody other than me of uh, love the pedestrian mall. Why can't we do a pedestrian mall once a month and do it year round? I would love to see a pedestrian mall in the winter, maybe has some more stations and hot chocolate and snow making something, uh, you know, snowball something or others. Um, but I also think it'd be such a wonderful way to brand the village 
It could be, you know, first weekends, last weekends, second Saturdays. But I, I think that would be such a wonderful idea and would keep energy going on a year round basis, tagging us um, for all kinds of communities in the area. I agree with you. And I'm nodding. Jordan and I are both nodding enthusiastically at that. Um, we both uh, really want to work hard to make Ridgewood a destination for surrounding communities. I think that we could be known as the arts capital of Bergen County. That would make me, or even Northern New Jersey, that would make me very happy. So I know that your work in the Central Business District Advisory Committee has been really appreciated because you do have so many great ideas. Um, it's so interesting to know that you are an English major, <laughs> MBA, but yet you have such a creative side of your to your brain where you're able to bring these great ideas. I remember one time you talked to me about wanting to have a welcome center in Ridgewood, which I think would also be a great idea. Um, you, your brain is always thinking of ways to make our community a better, more fun and safer community. And I just want to say right now, thank you so much for everything that you do. Um, your creativity knows no bounds. We are incredibly fortunate to have someone like you giving so much of yourself, your time, your talent, and your treasure to this community. So I want to thank you too for being on our show again. We really appreciate it. And I hope to have you uh, as a guest in the future too. So thank you. And Jordan, do you have any parting words? I just want to say thank you so much, Catherine. We know that you're a uh... You're calling in from the West Coast right now, visiting with uh, with grandkids. So thank you for uh, sharing some of your time that, that you're there to spend with them and, and to spend it with us talking about all the great things you do. Thanks so much. And thank you so much for this invitation. I'm really glad to speak with you both. Thanks. Well, we'll catch up everyone on the next episode. Have a great week. All right, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. And until we meet again, be kind and do good.